For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com. Well, welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Hey, Sandy. (laughs) Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm great. So, Sandy, today we are going to talk about the question, the answer to the question, can you grow an effective online business without social media? Yes. So this question has come up because we endlessly hear clients of ours talk about how much you, how much they dislike social. And I think it's a really good question because the problem that, as I see it, is that people decide they want to run a business, women, I want to run a business. I have this great idea. I know I can help, you know, and so on and so on, but I hate social media. And I feel like they get stuck in that, that loop of thinking that that's the only way to do it. So I just want to talk about like, if you have a business and you want to grow and you've got dreams and goals and lots of people to help, but you have the the belief that you hate social media, what do you do? Yeah, I think it's a great question and a great conversation. And I, I think we're going to unpack whether you really do hate social and how you deal with that, if that's the case. And then also like, what does it mean to actually grow a business and is social media required? And so I think we tend to have like a nervous tick around social media. Like we just have this like knee jerk reaction that it's bad. And yet so many of us spend a lot of time scrolling on social every single day. Right. So like, where does that come from? Is that like rooted in shame. What is that? Why are we thinking we just like have this knee-jerk reaction to social media that it's bad? Like, where does that right. come from? Because I think it's really passive and default thinking, right? So yeah. I think like when there's sort of two things to this, if you are an individual using social media, I think you can ask yourself, like, why are you on it? And if you're not enjoying it, then get off of it. Like, just like make some intentional decisions around your habits. And and I know that it's addictive and all of that, but we can still think above that. And we can still like be aware of our behavior and outthink that. If you are a business owner, I think we really need to look at if you want to grow your business, you have to know, this is part of our market research analysis. You have to know where are your clients and are you willing to get in front of them? And if you know that your clients are on social, 
are you willing to go on social? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, if the answer is no, like for whatever, you know, moral reasons against Zuckerberg or whatever it may be, like, if you know, absolutely, I refuse to use this tool, then I think you should decide that not look back and go build your business elsewhere, which is absolutely possible. So where else, Jenny, could you do it if you're not going to use social? Well, IRL, (laughs) the world is opening back up again, you know, in some capacity. So, you know, good old fashioned real life is still a thing. Networking in your neighborhood, your community, you know, through friends and family, extended networks through, you know, asking Google AdWords, for referrals. Yeah. Podcasts. I mean, oh yeah. And, then, and then on the internet, there's yeah, Google other AdWords, things. right. There's like paying for a LinkedIn navigator and sending people messages in their LinkedIn. I mean, there's just like a million. Yeah. Thing. You, a may, million you may think things. LinkedIn is, is social, but I think for most of our community, they wouldn't associate LinkedIn as a social tool that they've considered. Right. So so yeah, you're not really pigeonholed into being on Instagram or TikTok all day. And I think that's what people mm-hmm. think of. But mm-hmm. I would just say, if you really have a moral objection to Facebook or Meta, as it's known, like, why are you still on there? Yeah, that's, <laughs> Because that's, pretty much everyone I've ever heard say that is also still on, still there. on there in their personal capacity. Mm-hmm. Like if you have eradicated Meta from your life and Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, and like you just have a moral, you know, just conviction not to spend time in those spaces or support those companies. Like that's absolutely mm-hmm. valid. I am very close to that place. Like if, if I did not have, have the role, I have in our company, I would a hundred percent have cut ties mm-hmm. with meta and with Twitter. I have no personal desire to spend even one second there. So, but I do have this business and I do care a great deal about our clients and our audience and our team. And so for me, the trade-off is like, okay, well, I'm going to spend time in these spaces that I don't necessarily love. And if I were in charge of these companies, I would certainly run them differently with respect to privacy and, you know, other terrible (laughs) like misgivings, Mm -hmm. but but I don't run them. And I have, you know, we all make trade-offs in our lives all day, every day. And I've decided, you know, I don't use Facebook for my personal life in any capacity, but I do maintain an account and I do spend money on ads and I do show up in business related Facebook groups, including our own. And that's Mm -hmm. the trade-off that I've decided to make. Yeah. I think if you've eradicated it from your life, you're probably not asking this question and swimming around in this confusion. You're like, right. You're just like, why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I think I I just really want to state that, that that is an option. I think something happens to our brains when we're like, I'm going to build a business online and it equates to everything has to happen on social. Like I'm not going to succeed unless I figure out social. And so we just want to say, that's not true. Totally. Totally possible. I have a coach that does a $2 million business, not even on social. It's absolutely possible. The other side of that is if you say, I I think the question is like, why would you post your business? Like, why would you put posts about your business on social at all? And I think there's a lot of good reasons, right? Like you want to stay current. It's almost like a business card. If you're on podcasts, people checking you out, they go, they go to your website. Yes. But they'll probably go to your Instagram in, especially in this space, just to, you know, see what you're about. Like, what are you doing? Where do you live? Who, who are you? So it is kind of like this calling card business, business card. It's a great place to share your message. It's a great place to teach, to coach. It's a great place to 
talk about a launch that's coming up, what you're doing, new programs. Like there's a lot of really good, amazing benefits to social. And so I've come to the place where I feel completely neutral about it, especially with Facebook. I don't go in there, but I'm just like, I don't love it. I don't hate, I don't really care about it. I'm just dead neutral about Facebook. It's just this tool that we go in and sort of serve people in our groups. And then I get out, it's no big deal. (laughs) But so if you've decided like, actually my people are on Instagram, for example, my people are there. Yes. I'm willing to get in front of them. Then I think we need just to do some mindset work around like, how do I start thinking about this tool, being really grateful for it, really excited that I'm so easily, I can get in front of my clients as opposed to like standing in front of a grocery store and handing out flyers or something, or tacking up a note in a a coffee shop, which is you should do that anyway, but that's like, it's just like this really magical place that you allows you to reach the audience. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just think that is a really crucial part of this. And the problem becomes when people believe they have to do something Mm -hmm. right, that they should be on social and I want to be on social, but I should be. I think that's where all the mindset comes crumbling down. Yeah, totally. And I think it's bigger than social. I think that people use social media as an excuse for not being visible in general in their business and not wanting to be to face rejection to be honest i mean that's what it feels like when i really dig down for myself like why do i not want to show up as a brand personally on social media it's because like i don't want to put myself out there and be rejected and i i have a, a feeling that that's a common fear or theme that that is yeah is for other people too especially women it's i mean to me it's like especially platforms like instagram feel like such a popularity contest like it feels a lot like high school and in so many ways especially when you know we have this trend in, in like with bloggers and like especially fashion bloggers and food bloggers like the, to have these like perfect looking families and these perfect looking homes and this like very curated lifestyle where if you don't have that or you don't want to share pictures of your personal life and your home and your kids and your pets for whatever reason like it's really hard to feel like you fit into those spaces or that you're you know going to have a lot of followers or yeah i have, i would challenge that yeah. i think that's changing i think that's instagram of 5 5 i don't even know how many years with a years lot, ago no, for sure but it's yeah i i and agree it's still, but it's legacy it's still remains. some of the thinking There's still some of the pattern thinking, but I think there's been so much work around that with like, especially about body positivity and like showing, showing things that they, nobody would show like that, that perfect, I think the perfection side of things is very well known now. And that people are much more likely to like, now there's this trend of like showing what your skin really looks like, like that, you know, it's silly, but it's also at the same time, really powerful that that's what people are doing. But I think for me, the, it's just like, you know, we can, we can absolutely play into some of those fears about like being rejected and it's a popularity contest. And I totally get that. Or we could really step into the power as a thought leader and a business leader and create what we want to see on social and just leave everything else aside. Like I, I don't feel the need to fit into what everyone else is doing. And it mean that my business is going to succeed or fail. I think it's like, what do I want to do? And how do I, like, if, if, we hear from our, our clients, which are primarily women, that what they want to do is help people. Then, you know, again, Instagram is the, as the example, that is a fantastic way to go help people for free, which is called marketing. 
right? And so why not do what you want to do, what you love to do in the voice that you want to use with the background that you have and the skin that you have and, and just go and do it and reach the people. I think there's also a part of like people pleasing, like everyone needs to love my posts. And so it becomes very bland and very vanilla and very, you know, the same and same, same, like, why not step into who you are, this unique, beautiful being and state what you need to state in a way that will please and attract the clients you want to attract and repel everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cause that's, that is putting yourself in a position to be judged fully as you are, right? Like that's yeah. the reason why people fear that. And I totally get it. And I, I do want to say, I think there's something as, as much as I agree, and I totally agree with you, Sandy, on the, the point that this is a tool in your business and it's an incredible marketing tool. I do think on just sort of like the human relationship level, that there's something still to me that feels like very unnatural in the online world where you're putting something out there and you're, you're not like interacting directly with human beings, right. In real time. And so there's like, there's just like something in our brains. I think that's not evolved to process information this way. And I, and I think some of us are maybe more sensitive to that than others, where it's like, you're going to share this like really important revelation that you have, or like something that really important story that happened to you. And normally we would be sharing that with another person or more than one person in real life. And we would be able to read people's gestures and their face and their, you know, like there would be Mm -hmm. some sort of back and forth that goes on in real time. And I think because of the delay with social, that there's also something that just feels tricky about that vulnerability. But I will say like as a business tool, that stuff shouldn't matter that deep. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. be the same Mm -hmm. thing. Right. So I think if you're feeling that fear, which I, which I feel very much like anytime I post personally, anything about my life or my family, like I have this weird, I want my friends and family to know what's going on with me, but I also, I really want to connect in a meaningful way. And this doesn't feel quite like that. Right. So, but in your business, like you're not, you shouldn't really be bearing, (laughs) you know, your most personal soul. Like, like you should be, like you said, Sandy, practicing your thought leadership, taking a stand, you you know, like being clear about who you serve and what you stand for, but it's not like, you know, uncovering your deepest, darkest secrets. Like that's maybe taking it too far. Yeah. You don't have to, if you want to, but you don't have to. And I think that's like, I think everyone sees what's on the social channels. They don't like it for very, Mm -hmm. probably very good reasons, but it doesn't mean that you have to do it. Like, right. You do that. Right. So you don't like it. Don't do that. Go. What do you want to do? Right. And I think we've just been working with a client recently And she was so worried about like how she shows up and she has ADHD and she's worried about being scattered and she's worried about the confusing people. And I was like, this is like the most delicious, amazing thing ever. Like, just be like, can you please just be you? And it just had never occurred to her because she has no examples. And I think that's part of it too. Is like, if you don't like what you see, again, you've chosen to be on social with your business. Got it. If you don't like what you see, then go create what you want to see be the people that you want to watch just again, yeah. like who cares, right? Like what everyone yeah. else is doing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, that takes like having kind of an evolved mindset to not care. I mean, that's where you come in, like as a mindset coach, Sandy, and you have that training and that expertise. And I think it's not necessarily natural or no. really ever natural for someone to just sort of be at that, in that state. But I think that as, especially for, for female business owners, we have to intentionally think like that, or we will 
conform, stay yeah. small, stay quiet, yeah. or just quit and get out, right? Because yeah, of what totally. you described. And so I think that that's what the big message I think is like, we need to stand up and be tall. And like that, you know, we always talk about that tall poppy syndrome. We need to be the tall poppy and stand out and do things differently in order for our businesses to grow. Too yeah. many people are saying, I don't get any new followers. I know nothing happens on site. It's because you're probably not saying anything of interest because you're trying to please everyone and you don't want to stand out. And the people that we're watching who are growing and who are doing like amazing businesses are being a little bit radical, a little bit controversial, a little bit like against the grain, it's so amazing to watch. And so mm -hmm. I think that's the message is like, you just need to be you. And I don't think you need to follow the crowd. Yeah. Especially as a brand. And so this goes back to Seth Godin's famous purple cow book. And, you know, if you haven't read that book and you have a business, you certainly should go check it out from the library or buy yourself a copy of it and highlight every word, but you really do need to position yourself and differentiate yourself as, as a business, like regardless of what kind of business you are, that's the key to marketing success. And so, you know, this, again, you don't have to do this in your personal life. Like we're not talking oh, about your nope. personal life. We're talking, we're here to talk about your business and you absolutely need to be provocative as an entrepreneur. Like that's part of your job is to be provocative in one way or another. And so if you have, if you're not there yet, like if you don't have a point of view that you think is controversial and as Sandy said, in some way or, or provocative, getting people to think differently or, you know, trying to provoke a reaction, then, you know, like that's the first step is to sort of figure out what you stand for and, you know, what your message is and what you want to be known for. And that's the key to giving, your brand, sort of the backbone that it needs to find success in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that happens when you act in a provocative way on the internet is that you have people that troll you or people that push back against mm -hmm. you. Right. And so, so that's scary, but mm -hmm. it's also as someone who's had it happen now, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like, it's very annoying, but it's also kind of a rite of passage and it's part of having a business online. Right. It's just part of the process. It's like another you know, page in your job description. Right. I think what happens a lot again for women is that they, they are afraid to be provocative for what you just said, but sort of from the business perspective is, but those people are your clients. So you're like sort of pandering to those that don't, will never buy. Mm -hmm. And you're doing a huge disservice to those clients who are actually in pain or needing help or seeking you and for whatever capacity. And that's what makes me sad is that we are just people pleasing mm -hmm. to the people who will never be our clients ever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we've put some, we've been doing these silly reels and people make comments and it's men. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, fine. I don't, like, I don't care what you think. Like I actually don't care because you don't need to hear this message. And if you're angered and you think that all women should stay home and take care of kids, then go think that, but I am not <laughs> going to be upset by that comment. Like absolutely a thousand percent. It makes me kind of chuckle and like, oh, isn't he cute? You know, like, yeah, Tim from YouTube. Yeah. I mean, so Tim from YouTube is who you're talking about. And we have this great comment that came in on our YouTube channel recently that we need to do an entire podcast and, and or reel about to talk about it because it's just, it's like kind of next level kind of misogynist racist rant that was left on a, on a video. But 
Yeah. I mean, that's like, I always go back to opportunity costs. Like we all have 24 hours in a day right, and we all have right. so many hours that we're devoted. You know, you have X number of hours that you've decided to devote to your business today or this week. And every minute that you're focused on one of these people that's trolling you or, you know, saying something unhelpful on social media as a comment underneath your post or whatever it is, like that's time that you're taking away from serving your people, doing your thought leadership, creating content, writing a blog, like your actual Mm -hmm. real work is getting sabotaged by that. And so like, I know from you, Sandy, and how you coach, like that's a, that's a mindset issue that people run into. And it's absolutely your choice. Like whether you give those other negative comments, your attention on your time or not, like that's, you can't control what, what comes in, but you can control what you give your energy to. Good one, Jenny. Good one. That's right. Learning from you. I'm like, one yes, day I'm going to understand how to coach Tim, because I listen Tim, to you. <laughs> like, I, I love this emotion of neutral. Like Tim mm-hmm. can write whatever he wants. It's actually amusing. That's my emotion is sort of like, huh, but I don't, I'm not upset about it. I'm not mad about it. I think it's kind of funny and move on because if Tim took me out of the game, it's just like not fair to me, not fair to the clients who really need to hear our collective voice. Right. So yeah, it's your choice, how you think about a negative comment. They are words in a box. And what are your thoughts about those words? And, you know, you can choose those words very decidedly. Yeah. And it might be a robot that's writing all those trolley comments too. Like yeah. that's the other thing is like how much power. Oh do you my God. To yeah. The AI? You knew that. And like, you're yeah, no, <laughs> like, that's not like okay. there's, and there's like, you know, like troll farms in Russia, at least that's like, that's what I hear. I've never verified it. I mean, there's whole industries around this stuff. Right. So just think about like, who and what you're giving your energy to and thinking like you're listening to this show because you have a business or you want to have a business, you're an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur, like where you spend your time and your thinking matters. And so like showing up on social media is one very powerful option of a tool that you have available to you in this day and age. And it's totally your choice whether or not to use it. But if you decide to use it, then, then like just use it, use it and get rid use of all it. the energy around it. Like let yeah. it go. It's just a tool. Yeah. That's just right. a tool. That's right. And yeah. So we have an announcement of something more on this topic. So I'll let you, yeah. Jenny, to talk about it. What yeah, are we doing? So, so we have heard a resounding request to talk more about how to be visible, how to get more clients, how to get your, how to get more eyeballs on your business, your brand, your offers, your webinars, your lead magnets, your courses, all of it, the things. And so, you know, we spend a lot of time coaching in our coaching programs and developing content here on the podcast and on our blog around how to help our clients and our audience get known and get found and sell more stuff, right? So that's a big goal for us. And so what we decided to do is instead of, you know, haphazardly having our advice kind of in a million different places to really put it in one single place and host a five-day free challenge called Visibility Week that's happening the last week of April in 2022. So it's April 25th is the start date and it's a Monday through Friday. It's going to be five days long, an hour each day of, you know, sort of our teaching and thinking and an opportunity to interact with us and learn how to get more visible in your brand and your business. It's a number one problem and we are going to tackle it. And I think it's going to be super fun and it's free. 
It's free. It's free. Yeah. We haven't done a free conference before. So all of our conferences are usually paid. So this is a challenge and it's, it's basically a free week-long conference and you can learn more about visibility week and sign up at visibilityweek2022.com. There's a nice little website where you can just give your name and your email and we'll, we'll get you a ticket mailed right out to you, to your email address. And if you can't make it each and every day during that week, you're welcome to watch the recordings. Those will be up for an entire week as well. So we hope that if this is something that you're finding challenging in your business and you want to learn how to become more visible, to be comfortable in front of an audience, on camera, on social, how to create content in a meaningful way for your people, how to become known and found on the internet, come to Visibility Week and we will share all of the secrets that we know. Let's make that the hustle. And now we need a joy. Well, it's also the joy, Sandy, kind of because a, it's going to be really fun. I know it's going to be joyful, but I thought that was more business related. So I made it the hustle. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to give a really nerdy joy. You haven't even experienced this yet. And we will do an entire podcast on this. And I hope that <laughs> this is a good thing to announce it now before this, the show. So those of you who are our regular listeners, you now have a chance to go watch a two hour and 18 minute long oh. YouTube video. And it is called line goes up. And it is, you know, we're going to be talking a lot this year about Web3, crypto, NFTs, all of the like Bitcoin, all the things, just because we think there needs to be more conversation and education around these technologies that are impacting us in our economy. But this is such a good primer and it's done from a really cynical standpoint, which is the opposite of what a lot of resources are providing it's a YouTuber who is just like a video journalist, essentially, who spent a year making this video and it's two hours and 18 minutes long. And I never thought I would watch a YouTube video that's that long, but I did. And it was captivating. It's really, really good. In our you know, magical dreams, we're going to get the creator on this podcast at some point. He lives in my city. So it's he lives in Calgary. Like, so like yeah. we could honestly go have coffee with him. I can fly up there and we can just like go find Imagine. him. And- invite him for a coffee. Honestly, he's kind of a big deal. So he probably won't have coffee with us, but we can ask, (laughs) but that's the joy. Take some time, educate yourself and enjoy the idea of understanding NFTs and how crypto works a little bit better. I think, especially as women, for those of you that are listening to this, who are women or, or non-binary or who identify as female, please go learn about this stuff. It is affecting our economy. It's likely affecting you and your finances. And it's a good thing to understand. Awesome. Thanks, Jenny. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Hey, before you go, if you enjoy listening to our podcast and you know that your future involves teaching or coaching online, check out our Inner Circle experience. It's where we take these concepts, women in business, money, online business strategy, mindset, feminism, and help our clients take their expertise and transition it to an online offering. It's a one-year program with high-touch strategy and mindset coaching, online business courses, and the best community on the internet. To apply, head over to theinnercircle.works, fill out our short two-minute application, and if we believe you're a great fit, you'll receive access to a private advanced training on creating a profitable online business and all the program details. Go to theinnercircle.works to learn more.